Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pretty Lies and Alibis. Let's seek the truth and travel the long road to justice together. What you know, alibiers? Welcome to another episode of Pretty Lies and Alibis. I'm Gigi, still in Walterboro. Day 26 of the Alec Murdoch double murder trial. The defense rested. We got some things coming up. But first, big thank you to Dan for the donation. I appreciate you so much. And a big hello to Harry in Alaska, my new friend. Hope you're doing well up there in that cold place. It's been warm here, but I'm going to tell you guys, when I was doing the lives outside today, I literally had pollen blowing all in my eyes. It, it, it's, it's bad here, y'all. Y'all might see me one of the mosquito nets tomorrow. just covered up. All right. So let's do our music fact. We'll jump into what we know now. Don Henley, who is one of my favorite solo artists. I mean, I love everything he's done. But get this. He's never had a number one hit in the U.S. The closest that he has come to that was with Dirty Laundry at number three and then The Boys of Summer at number five. Boys of Summer is one of my favorite songs ever. I love the way it opens. I love the feeling of it. Oh, man, he's had some great hits. Come on, man. Don Henley needs to put out some new stuff so we can get him to number one at least once solo. All right. So tomorrow we will not be back in court until Judge Newman says 11. I think that was pretty generous um, in his assessment of how long it will take to get to and from Moselle in some kind of a van, I'm sure, and do the walk around and get back. But we'll see. So they are taking that jury view. After that, what's going to happen? We're going to have closings. Yes, we are there. Can't believe it. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like they're going to come back and say, oh, wait, we got five more witnesses and they're all going to talk financial. But no, I'm, I'm teasing. Also, there was some kind of an email to the judge where he took everybody back in chambers, which is something I don't think they've done the whole trial, if I can remember correctly. But we do not know what that was about. And I guess it's nothing too major, but I will say when everybody came out, they had really red faces. And then apparently Mr. Harputlian told Alec what that was about. His face got a little red too. Inquiring minds want to know. I'm going to try to find out what's up. Probably won't be able to. So what happened today? Well, put on their rebuttal. And the first person up is Mr. Ronnie Crosby. He has been in that courtroom before, former law partner of Alec. And the defense asked what he would take with him when he rode around Moselle with Paul. He said you would take a rifle so that if you see a hog, you can you can shoot it. People in the South, we say shoot it, shoot it. 
he said he has shot hundreds of hogs in the daytime, which contradicts Alex's testimony that you only go hog hunting at night. So Harpoolian ejects saying that Mr. Crosby is not an expert. And Mr. Crosby says, I disagree. I've shot hundreds of them in the daytime. And then uh, Harpoolian made a funny and said he withdrew his objection. He did confirm, as we know, that Paul preferred that blackout rifle. He had a great relationship with law enforcement, Alec did, according to Mr. Crosby. He also told Ronnie he had checked for pulses on Maggie and Paul before he called 911, and Mr. Crosby said that was very clear to him, that it was before. He said the first time he's heard the new story about being at the kennels, when was that? When Alec testified. He said he hasn't had time to watch all the trial, but he made a little workspace when his former law partner was on the stand and did watch that. He said at one point, Alec told him he did not think anyone riding on the boat the night Mallory Beach was killed had anything to do with the murders. So on cross, he's asked if he's rode the property at Moselle with Alec. He said he's gone dove hunting there before, but not so much just riding the property. Crosby's asked about being angry at Alec, and Mr. Harpootlian said, look, you had to pay out of pocket for the money that Alec stole from the clients. And he said they all had to take out loans. In other words, not just me, but yeah, me too. He said he's had anger at Alec for what he did to the firm, the partners, his family, his own family, Alec's family. I think Mr. Crosby's family, it was not defined. I think it's fair to say probably both in his mind and also to their clients. And he said, you know, you can't walk around in anger, though. But Harpootlian keeps kind of probing about being angry. And Mr. Crosby says, you keep asking me questions that I've answered. He said, I came to the scene that night and get this. I thought this was an interesting statement. He said, I saw things that have not been talked about in this courtroom. And I'm surprised that the state didn't jump on that and be like, what? Say more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Don't make me start singing from Greece. So then he asks if he thinks Alec did it. And that's a loaded question. A loaded question. He says he doesn't have all of the information that the defense has. He never knew Alec had a drug problem, but he says he would have helped him, reached out to help him if he had known. When asked about Alec crying when giving closings, we've heard this story a couple of times throughout the trial. Uh, Crosby says it's theatrics, and it's very similar to the theatrics that his dad and his grandfather would use in the courtrooms. They talk about Alec stealing money from Barrett Bolaware before and after he died. One time it was for 70000 when he was alive, and then after he was dead, it was 270000 So he's asked if he forgives Alec, and he said he has no feelings. He says he's dealing with the trauma of losing Maggie and Paul and the aftermath. He said Alec stole for 20 years, and there's a lot of emotion there. He said, I found a way not to have any emotion, but it's not forgiveness. So the defense says he thinks that Mr. Crosby's testimony is influenced by his emotions. And Mr. Crosby says, I take issue with you saying that. He said he's to say that I'm not being honest because I'm angry isn't correct. And the defense says it's up to the jury to decide whether or not or to decide why he's testifying against Alec. So on redirect, Crosby says he took an oath to tell the truth on the stand and also as a lawyer. He says he enjoys being known as a man with with integrity and he doesn't want Alec to ruin that after his testimony i put in my notes that john marvin followed him out so next witness dr reamer she is the pathologist that the state called originally 
She said the expert for the defense testified they use skin tags to determine the direction of the shots that killed Paul. She said that's not really an accurate way when you're dealing with soft tissue. It might not be what it looks like. She also said if the fatal shot to Paul had been a contact wound, which is what the defense's expert said his opinion was, Paul's face would have been gone. And she said his face was essentially whole. She said there's a chance his eyes could have been blown out and the orbital bones broken, but they were intact. And Paul essentially looked fine here, just in the face area. But she said there would be no face left if it were a contact wound. She said the shoulder and the neck wounds are, in her opinion, consistent with entry wounds. She admits to not shaving his head and said she was confident in her findings and she didn't see any features that were consistent with a contact wound. So that's why she didn't shave his head. So on cross, it got very heated. And I'm going to tell you, I felt bad for the pathologist. But let me just say... Little Miss can hold her own. She stood her ground. She gave him a go, shot right back at him. And a lot of people asked me what the jury thought about that. Well, they seemed a little irritated at first until she started firing back. Then they were like, yeah, she's good. We'll just sit back and watch the show. Overall, it's funny, though, because sometimes the jury can look really irritated with Harputlian. And then three minutes later, laughing there and regardless of how you feel about him it's really good to be able to do that with a jury to totally tick him off and then a few seconds later he's got him laughing and this is the prosecution there have been times where I, I think I've seen the prosecution frustrate the jurors and it's very visible but that's all part of it I mean they've been here a lot of days 26 to be exact and they've been through it but attentive to the end these guys I have to say hats off to them so on cross, she says she does wish that she had taken more photos, but hindsight's twenty twenty. They talk about the notes that she makes as she's doing an autopsy. And she said that's just for her to incorporate later on into the autopsy report. He asked if she still has her notes from this case and if she ever produced them for the state. And she said, if they ask, they're welcome to them, but they've never asked. She said they're more of an aid for her. And if she has an initial thought that's in her note that changes by the end of the autopsy, she doesn't necessarily go back and correct her notes that she wrote down initially. She says pellets expand with distance. And Mr. Harputlian asked if that's what the said, because they're bringing out that what they call the Bible of gunshot wound book. Right. And she said, he says, is that what the book said? And she said, I don't know. Why don't you read it to me? like oh you go girl send it right back up to him but then mr harputlian said well the book isn't testifying you are that's how it went y'all she said the exhibit being shown on the screen which we could not see shows the packing materials inside that shotgun shell and she said it was actually deposited along the skin however she did not remove any of that for forensic exam when asked when she said she didn't x-ray the brain, Harputlian said because it, it, it supports the conclusion that you have reached. And she said she felt comfortable with the conclusion that she's reached. She said she's done very few cases where the brain is ejected, but when she has seen it, it's usually not a contact wound. And she said his brain was pretty much intact. She did not look at those crime scene photos. She testified about that the first go round. And the defense said his brain was catapulted out, and she said, I can tell. When asked if she saw any pellets going downward, she said she did not, but people can disagree with her. That's okay. She's confident in her findings. 
So they talk about that shoulder wound that she feels is an entrance wound that went shoulder to jaw to the back of the head for Paul. That was that fatal head wound. She doubles down and says that the shoulder wound, the oblong wound is an entrance wound. So the next witness was T.C. Smalls. He is retired from law enforcement. He's also a pastor. He's known Alec for years. So he asked, he's asked if Alec asked him if he could install blue lights in his car. He said, nope, never asked me. Remember on the stand, Alec testified that he got permission to put these blue lights in the car. Well, T.C. on the stand today said, that's a lie. He didn't come to him about threats in the boat case either. Actually, Mr. Smalls thought that Alec was an assistant solicitor with his dad, but he, he was a volunteer solicitor. He, is, he was issued a badge for that position. He had no knowledge that Alec ever had blue lights in his car. And that was kind of it. I mean, it was just really quick, very pointed, just to discredit, again, something that he said on the stand that's a lie. The next witness, oh, y'all. Paul McManigal. I hope I said that right. But this is this. I, I don't. I don't know what happened with this witness. I love Thrive Market. I've been able to find brands not widely seen in stores that are much cheaper than other places online. I've been using their Foy CBD Relief Cream for my knee with amazing results. And this is just one example of the many products you can find to better your life from foods to beauty to health. As a Thrive Market member, I can save money on every single order. And on average, I save 30%. On my last order, I saved $93. On top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes every day. It gives me cash back on many brands and they have a price match guarantee. You can search dietary restriction using filters and even better, they help a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash world for 30% percent off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash what the world, thrivemarket.com slash. You know your girl's been lacking in the sleep department lately, but I found something that helps me sleep much better when I do sleep. Who knew that a better pillowcase is all you need for better sleep? Let's talk about practicing self-care while you sleep. Set yourself up with better sleep this year with Blissey's award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk Pillowcases. It gives you better hair and skin. Seriously, silk, it's what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. That's because it keeps the moisture in your hair and your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin, unlike cotton does. You can say goodbye to wrinkly, dry, flaky skin in the morning and wake up with healthier and shinier hair that won't take you an hour to fix. Blissey's pillowcase regulates temperatures, keeping you cool at night. You don't have to flip the pillow anymore, thank goodness. Unlike other silk pillowcases, these are the highest quality silk. And guess what? They're machine washable and durable. I love that the pillow stays cool, I don't have to flip it, and no more sleep lines. Everybody loves them. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Hey, men, they love them too. They have over 1 million raving fans, and you need to be next. Try now, risk-free, for 60 nights at blissy.com slash whattheworld. Get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash whattheworld, and use code whattheworld to get 30% off. Your skin and your hair will thank you. 
routine, I can honestly say I've never been in more love with my hair. First, pros asked me for my hair goals, which was smoother hair with color protection. Their in-depth consultation also asks about you as a person. Pros asked me really unexpected things like my age, hair length, do I get split ends, and even my zip code so that pros can factor in the environment my hair lives in. Next, Pros analyzed all my answers and handpicked clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals. I used the Scalp Remedy, Clarify and Cleanse Color Extending Shampoo, and the Smoothing Solution Volume Building Conditioner. I also used the Boar's Hairbrush that makes my hair super smooth. My hair is completely different, the frizz is gone, and it's so much softer. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive pros is the best care hair you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash what the world. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash what the world for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. He was trying to figure out what causes your phone to wake up. So what did he do? Sat in his office and just tossed his phone around for a while and then got on the stand to report it. The only problem is he didn't make any reports. There's no video. And... Yeah, so that's basically it, y'all. On cross, you didn't record so you could avoid confrontation. And they actually, the defense asked to strike him as an expert witness, but Judge Newman says, not nah, you stipulated. We move on to Mark Ball, another partner. When asked how he said it'd be better if, when asked how he was, he said, well, I'd be better if I wasn't here. He said, Alec interacted with the law enforcement community just fine before the murders. When asked about the blue lights in Alex's car, he said he got them about six months before the murders in the new car, but actually had them in the vehicle prior to this one. He got this new car in December, just six months before the murders. He also says that he shoots hogs on his property in the daytime. And just a few weeks ago, he shot five in broad daylight. This is all hogwash. <laughs> I had to get that out. It's hogwash. We talk about hogs today. He also told Mr. Ball, Alec also told him that he checked those pulses before he called 911. The first time he ever heard about Alec admitting to being at the kennels was when he testified on the stand. He said he was able to look at you and lie convincingly. And he said, obviously, I heard that in Snape's voice when he said it, by the way, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you get it. Obviously. So on cross, he hasn't talked to Alec since he was confronted in September about the missing funds from the firm. He said he never heard him complain about SLED. They thought Paul was wrongfully charged in the boat accident and was going to fight it in court. Alec thought it was a very defensible case. He didn't know SLED was investigating Alec for obstructing the boat case investigation either. And then they talk about that press release saying there's no danger to the public. And he said it worried him very much. He said, I, you know, we were worried somebody might just come up in the firm and, and shoot up. So the email received, this is when the judge took the parties back. We do not know what that email is about. The last witness, I really think the best witness they could have ended with. My favorite witness by the state that was a, an expert witness. They had a lot of really good non-expert witnesses like Maggie's sister, Tony Satterfield. We, we, you know, and I think the law partners have been very open 
And I think it's very obvious the deep hurt that they all still feel, not only with the murders of Paul and Maggie, but also you find out somebody you cared for, loved, shared holidays with, vacations with, looked at you for 20 years and lied to you. That has to be so traumatic to deal with on top of everything else. Because you think about just the financial cases alone, what what these partners have had to do, which is take out loans themselves to to do it honest and pay back these people who are owed money and the hurt is there it's it's very visible just palpable yeah so but anyway back to dr kinsey i love dr kinsey i think he he does what a lot of expert witnesses not just in this case but any case does is explain it to the jury and us lay people like we're three and I think when Dr. Kinsey testified that first time, it was really the first time that I was able to visualize how these murders happened. And I, the jury was very, very interested the first go round. Same thing for today. They love this guy. He's easy to listen to. He really could start a YouTube channel and make a ton of money. I'm telling you, he could do a subscription service and like teach little things. I would buy it. He's smart. I like this guy. He said the defense expert meant well, but his methods were flawed. Now, remember, the defense expert had those visuals that showed the two shooters with the green lines and things like that. So they'd start off talking about that shot to the quail pen. He said you can sometimes see the direction of impact, but that can be affected if it hits someone or something. He has no confidence in establishing angles with cardboard because the appearance of the hole can actually be messed up once you take that dowel out since it's really thin and flimsy so doing it once maybe but that second time after that dial has been pulled out it really um, can mess up the, the the hole itself which would give you a wrong angle the he said with a confident hole which is in a surface this hard and not gonna this not flimsy you can use a protractor and a rod to determine that angle pretty accurately the traject the trajectory in this quail pin is an upward trajectory and he's confident about that but i mean can't give an opinion on the angle he's more confident about the doghouse defect because it's obviously more sturdy it's made from wood the defense expert said the shooter was between five foot two and five foot foot four remember it's the two utes and dr kinsey said the defense expert had the shooter moving on this line basically if you remember that picture had kind of a green line that it was like a back and forth almost like a video game being stuck on one line, but he says there's so many variables you have to consider when you're determining the height of the shooter. One example, how are they holding the gun? He said the method the defense witness used was just unscientific. He said you can shoot the same angle at different distances if you're 5'2 or 6'2 or 7'2. It doesn't matter. You it, The further back you go, if you're taller, if you're still at that angle, you can still make that exact same shot. They show the exhibit from the defense expert who used the string. Remember, he found that defect in the tree behind the kennel. So what did he do? He ran a string from that defect through the hole in the window to determine the angle of the, that shot. And essentially, he was trying to show that you cannot get that angle with a taller person. Ultimately, Dr. Kenzie says, we'll never know the position of the shooter, but you can't exclude a six foot four shooter. He said you, can, you can't get true trajectory either like this guy tried to do with the string with one pellet because pellets spread and they do so in a cone shape. 
So they talk about the contact wound. He says someone committed suicide in front of him with a shotgun to the forehead. And you could tell, man, when he said that, it just, you could tell. That's a hard memory for him. But he's also seen you know, three dozen shotgun wounds, whether they're suicide or execution style. He said the forehead and the facial features on a contact shotgun wound to the head, they're shredded. They show a picture of Paul's face and they say it was pretty much normal considering Paul also, if he had been, if it had been a contact wound, they would have found pellets in the skin flap. So that's like when you like separate the skin from the skull and pull it down, you would have pellets down in that. And you would also have facial bones exposed. The eyes come out, they can hang down. It breaks the orbital globe, just mass destruction, as you can imagine. I've seen point blank to the front of the face with a shotgun wound, and it was split in a V. I saw that in the morgue, too. To a double murder with a point blank shotgun. It was not pretty. Still see it with my eyes wide open, y'all. Not pretty. So they talk about the defense witness saying that this was a back-to-front shot. Remember, when Tensley first testified, he said to get that wound where Paul's was, that shooter would have to be on the roof. Well, essentially, the defense expert has the shooter going around a wounded Paul and then shooting him in the back of the head. So what do they do? The attorney general, by the way, did this last line of direct questioning. And that was interesting. And he was very good at it. He was easy to listen to. And they talk about the... Um, court staff, they ask if they can have one of the doors open. So if I'm sure you've seen on the feed, I don't know how close they bring that shot in, but you have the judge and then you have two doors, one on each side, kind of one by the witness stand and then another just to the right of our right of the judge to his left. But they want to demonstrate because Dr. Kinsey said that this theory is preposterous. He didn't hold back. He said a number one dry lock shotgun shell travels 1,450 feet per second. Flesh and bone would be gone and the pellets would actually be in the yard and not in the feed room. Really good point. And it seems like a very basic point. The previous witness said you'd be hurt with the blowback. Remember, it said they may even be injuries from skull, cutting the skin, blood all over the place, tissue. And Dr. Kinsey said if you're behind the gun, you get about 8 to 10% blowback. And... Also, he's asked, if you're shooting down on Paul, how do pellets get up in the door frame near the top? He said physics don't work that way. The shells around Maggie and also the older shells that they found on the property, according to Dr. Kinsey, were loaded and ejected from the same weapon, saying that a family weapon killed Maggie Murdoch. Six foot four shooter can't be excluded. And also one thing the defense may hop on tomorrow can't exclude two shooters either. So on cross. He's asked, do you have any medical training? He said, I do. He said, I'm not a pathologist, but I do have gunshot wound pathology. He said, there's a chance the cartridges from the quail pen and doghouse could have hit Maggie. He's confident both the shooter and Maggie were moving at the time she was being shot. So there is an exhibit on the screen and he points out that the leveler and the protractor are in the wrong spot. He thinks the shooter to Paul's fatal shot could have been closer than two feet, but he said, I'm not a pathologist, and he did not want to undermine her findings, and he made that very clear. He said Paul was caught by surprise or knew his shooter. The shooter would have blood on them, especially the closer to the muzzle that they are. So on redirect, Dr. Kinsey said the defense's expert did not account for positioning 
or how that weapon was being held. There's no way to know how everyone was moving in that crazy moment when Maggie was murdered. So after that, the state rests. I mean, there was more testimony embedded in there. It's very, very repetitive. By the way, I have three ads this week. You guys are very welcome to skip through them. It's how I'm able to do this podcast, but I've had a lot of complaints and I apologize. But if I don't do ads, I don't do this. <laughs> I'd have to go get a real job. So thank you for being patient with the ads. A lot of you guys have bought some of the things that, that have been advertised and love them. I try everything out. So I try not to do anything on here. I haven't tried out and love my weekender bag from base is great. And I love pros. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm using pros and like my hair is a lot shinier and soft. Blissey's great as my pillowcase daily harvest. I love uh, their food's awesome. My freezer, I have a refrigerator and a freezer in here. And so I brought all the samples they sent me down here to eat. And it's kept me going because I don't have time to eat. Y'all. I'll do the live Q&A. And then I usually have 10 minutes to run and freshen up and go back inside. So Daily Harvest has saved my butt down here plenty of times. All right, guys. So what's the plan from here on while we're deliberating? Well, a couple of things. I'm pretty sure me and Anjanette will be off and on long crime throughout the day. Tomorrow we'll be there at 9 a.m. And we're going to do some hits before we go back in. So closings tomorrow. I'm going to sum those up. We're having a little media get together tomorrow night. Excited. Had one last night. That was great. And I didn't get to stay too long. But then I think maybe during deliberations, I haven't decided yet. I may try to catch up on some Coburger, Valo Daybell stuff. Or I might just do a couple of lives. And then just make that my episode. And if you can't join, it'll be an episode form. So anyways, that's it for today, guys. I'm going to get this uploaded. I'm going to try to do a quick live with my Patreon subscribers and hit the sack. Because even though we got a late start with closings tomorrow, I don't. I'm going to be there rocking it at 9 a.m. for y'all with my girl, Anjanette, who I love having in town. She's awesome. I love being with her. All right. So anyways, that's it, y'all. We'll keep you updated tomorrow. Man, we're getting there. I think maybe the jury won't get it till Thursday morning, come in fresh, get their jury instructions, and then let's go. And maybe, since it's going to be Friday the next day, maybe we see what's up and get a verdict. If not, I'll be back. There's no weekend deliberations, by the way, and they will not be sequestered. So this is going to be a Monday to Friday deliberation, and we'll be here every day. They're waiting, and I will let you know as soon as we know that we have a verdict. In the meantime, y'all be good. I'll stay out of trouble. All right. See you tomorrow.